Scripture reading this morning comes from Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 6. If you're using the Black Pew Bibles in front of you, it's on page 1541. Matthew 7, verses 1 through 6. Please stand in the reading of God's word. Matthew 7, verse 1. Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you seek the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. been offended or mistreated? I'm sure we've all been there. Probably gets us pretty uptight and ticked off when we feel that we've been wronged. How do you go about responding in the midst of such conflicts? Well, most people tend to do one of two things. They either withdraw or they attack. And those that withdraw, various time they might use passive-aggressive means. And for those that attack, well, they'll want to take revenge. They want to hurt the other person back for their insensitive behavior. You know, since we all have different personalities, we have different opinions and preferences, it is common to see conflict and clashes that might take place among us. We tend to see the world through our own personal lens. We make judgment based upon our personal values and convictions. It is kind of natural to think that we kind of know what is right. And, and if somebody else disagrees with what I think, well, they're wrong. Again, we see problems start to exist. We must admit that uh, all of us have engaged in judging others. Well, this morning, I want 
going to address this topic of judging. What does Jesus have to say about judging? How are we to judge? How, what is improper judgment? You know, we've been uh, going through the Sermon on the Mount, the King's Sermon, where we describe the character and behavior of kingdom living. We are kingdom children of God. We are kingdom citizens. We are to behave in a particular way so that others recognize that God is living in and through us. We have just uh, finished Matthew chapter 6 where Jesus warns the disciples about temptations over various personal issues. We've talked about um, wealth and worry. As we move into chapter 7 this morning, we see Jesus shifts his focus, and now he warns his disciples about temptation over interpersonal relational issues. We've seen how the Pharisees and scribes were misleading the followers. And as a result, Jesus had to correct, correct and clarify their teachings. As a matter of fact, Jesus condemned their hypocritical behavior. For they seek to get applause from men rather than from God. And to a certain degree... We are guilty various time in doing likewise. We see these Pharisees had a more superior to, they feel more superior than the rest of the people. They appear to be righteous on the outside, but yet if we take a closer look in their hearts, it is not motivated by the love of God. You see, hypocrisy not only to, is clearly seen in chapter 6 about personal issues, but we also see it spills over as, as Jesus discussed interpersonal relationship. He warns the disciple not to follow the bad examples from the hypocritical religious leaders and from our scripture reading this morning in Matthew chapter 7 uh, I've broken up our message into two parts namely the hypocritical behavior of judging improperly in the second part, the unwise behavior of discerning improperly. Now I have an outline, a sermon outline in your bulletin if you'd like to follow. So please um, uh, take that outline out at this time. We see to, that both of these extreme behavior are inappropriate. What do we talk about? Uh, judging improperly or discerning improperly. And as K 
kingdom citizen, we need to live and have a proper balance of judging properly and discerning properly. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Matthew chapter 7, beginning with verse 1. Matthew chapter 7, begin verse 1. And it reads, Judge not that you be not judged. Here we see, it's a command here that Jesus is making. It says, not to judge. This is probably one of the most misquoted verse by non-Christians, you see? When Christians stand boldly about various, maybe controversial issues, such as, well, premarital sex is wrong, or abortion is murder. Well, the world will quickly quote this verse. Judge not, lest you be judged. Well, the question is before us, uh, is it right to pass judgment on the actions of others? If we, if we just read from verse 1 alone, while looking at the rest of the passage, many people will say, well, well, yeah, no, we shouldn't be judging others. However, we look a little closer. Actually, Jesus basically is saying, well, it all depends. Yes, there are times we're to judge, and there are some times that we're not to judge. Well, we're going to take a look at um, uh, when we're not supposed to judge and how we're not supposed to judge and how we should judge. As we uh, look at this word, judge, it has many uh, different nuances. And what it really means, it really depends upon the context and how it is being used. Now, it can be used as um, meaning discernment or evaluation, or it could be used as a judicial litigation or a pronouncement of guilt, or a determination of personal faith. And, and the latter two the suggestions are a good fit in the context of this passage. You see, the Pharisees back in those days were setting themselves up over, above other people. They make judgment call upon others and pronouncing them guilty before God. Well, they feel they are more superior, more spiritual, that they could make these judgment call. And in other words, what they were really doing were they were playing God. Before we really understand this whole aspect of judging others, we need to have a right view of God. We see the Pharisees, uh, instead of seeing God as the judge, they see themselves as having the right to judge. Instead of realizing that someday that God's going to judge them, they take the initiative to condemn others. We see clearly that the Pharisees, and in various times we ourselves, 
I have a wrong view of God. As a result, they try to play the role of God as they judge others. You see, this, this word, uh, judge, this verb here, is in the imperative present tense. What that means is imperative, it, it stands for command, God's commanding them something. And not only that, in the present tense, it gives us an idea of, of um, stop judging right now. Because this selfish critical, harsh judgment that's taking place is wrong, so stop it now. That's basically what Jesus is saying here. Because this is an improper judgment which is taking place. Because if you're going to do this, God surely will judge you. You know, there are several reasons while we ourselves are not to judge, for one, we do not know all the facts. And there are many behind-the-scene information that we might not know to make a conclusion. Various times we tend to make assumptions, and a lot of times those assumptions are wrong. And we get ourselves into a lot of trouble. Another reason why we are not in position to judge is that we do not know the motive of the heart. And it's just dangerous to make a judgment just based upon outer appearance. And there's only one person that knows all the facts. That knows the motives and, and, and the content of one's heart. And that's God. And only God. In James chapter 4, verse 12, it says, There is only one lawgiver and judge, he who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? James said, well, Only God knows it all. We judge properly. How do you have the right to judge? And may we be hesitant to, to judge others and to pronounce guilt upon them. For when we judge others, we actually usurping authority. It belongs to God. We are playing God. We're saying that we have the right to be the judge. Well, then that pose kind of a, another question, or maybe a more difficult question. Then does that mean that we shouldn't judge at all? Does that mean, is that, is that what Jesus is saying here? Well, uh, that's not the case. Jesus is not saying that we should not judge at all times. It does not say that one has the license to sin or to excuse sin. Scripture makes it very clear in various passages that we have a responsibility in judging others. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, 
He says, Behold, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God or they are from the world. You see, we, we have responsibility to evaluate and judge what other people believe. And we also see another passage, one of many, in John chapter 7, verse 24. It says, do not judge by appearance, but judge with right judgment. So when Jesus says, judge not, uh, he's actually more concerned about the purpose of our judgment. You see, judging improperly is having an intention to be critical, to tear down somebody else instead of building up the other person. Are we, when we judge, are we seeking to embarrass the other person? Or do we really want to help the other person out? Judging improperly is to make us look good instead of making the offender look good. You see, when we see a brother doing something wrong, we see in scripture that it is our responsibility to correct him gently. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, Paul gives us some, some really good guidelines as to how we go about um, confronting someone else that's done something wrong. He says, brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgressions, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be judged. Now when we judge or correct, our ultimate goal is to restore the brother, is not to tear them down. And we see also Another passage uh, from the Old Testament, Leviticus, chapter 19, verse 1. I'm reading from the Living Bible. It says, don't hate your brother. Rebuke anyone who sins. Don't let him get away with it, or you will be equally guilty. We're not only to respond in correcting others, but we also need to correct Properly. And just as we said earlier of judging improperly, uh, is having a critical, selfish attitude. Um, instead of having such bad attitude, uh, we need to have a more merciful attitude. You see, true kingdom citizen exhibit mercy instead of judgment. Because we know that God has had mercy upon us. And likewise, we ought to show mercy to others. You know, when a person has fallen, it's time for us to express compassion. 
instead of condemnation. It is time to reach out our hand to pull him up instead of kick him while he's down. When a person makes a mistake, it's really an opportunity to help restore him. Jesus, in the next verse, uh, in chapter 7, uh, verse 2, states why um, we are not to judge in this critical, selfish way. Let's take a look at verse 2 in chapter 7. It says, For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. See, we're to be careful of making this kind of critical judgment because it will come back to haunt us. We will be judged by the same standards that we use to judge others. In a certain certain degree, when we condemn others, we're actually condemning ourselves. Because we have done exactly the same sin that we are accusing the other person of doing. In Romans chapter 2, verse 1, it talks about this. It says, therefore, you have no excuse, oh man, every one of you who judges, for in passing judgment, on another, you condemn yourself because you, the judge, practice the very same thing. I remembered one speaker when he quotes this verse, he used the illustration. A lot of times we like to blame others and condemn others, pointing finger like this. He says, when you point finger like this, you have three finger pointing back at you. <laughs> Because we're guilty, it says here, when we point at somebody else and blaming them, condemning them, we're actually condemning ourselves because we have done, probably done the same thing that they have in the past. Another picture is, um, an illustration is like a boomerang. You know, you take this boomerang and it's, Pretty cool, you know, you, you throw it out there and it goes far away, but then it kind of circles back and it comes back at you. you know? And we see in this passage that the standard that we're going to use to judge others is going to be, we're going to be judged by the same standard. We reap what we sow. So be careful in how we go about judging. We see here, in this uh, first couple of verses, how one judging properly by playing God. We do not have the right to judge because we do not know all the facts. We do not know the motives behind our action. God is the only one that's qualified to judge. However, on the other hand, we see that from scriptures that there are times that we do need to judge. 
And when we do so, it should not be out of condemnation, but out of identification. Instead of an attitude to tearing down someone else's, our attitude should be building up our brother. As we move into the second way, how one judge improperly, we do that by using double standard. Let's take a look in verses 3 and 4 of Matthew chapter 7. And it reads, why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Well, how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck of your eye when there is the law in your own eye? We see here that we might have a wrong view of others. Instead of valuing others, we tend to see others as inferior to us. You see, the Pharisees tend to look down at others, judging them, condemning them, criticizing them, because they don't value others. But we as kingdom citizens, we're to value others. We're to look ways in how we build other people up, help others, not to tear them down. And we see here Jesus using uh, a, a, a humorous illustration to describe the situation. You see, various times we deceive ourselves, thinking that we're more spiritual than the others, and that we are immune to the shortcomings that we see in others. And many times the criticizer is inconsistent in making judgment call. We judge improperly. We promote double standard. You see, various times we set certain standards to judge others, but yet we exempt ourselves from the same standard. It applies to them, but uh, it doesn't really apply to me. We tend to justify things. We kind of you know, try to swarm out of the situation. We might judge a person because they're lazy. But yet, in reality, we're lazy too. Or... We condemn somebody else for being messy, but if we look at ourselves in the mirror, we're messy. We might see someone and accuse them of being manipulative, but yet at the same time we ignore the incidents when we are manipulative. You see, we use a double standard. And God says, that, yeah, that, that's just not right. We tend to be fault finders. It makes us feel good when we, when we can point out something wrong with the other person. 
but we're not willing to admit that we're guilty of committing the same sin. He condemns others, and he justifies it's okay for them to do the same thing. In reality, the criticizer is the weaker of the two. It is the weak who judge and criticizes the most. It is the critical person that are insecure. They tend to make themselves look good by putting down other people. That's a description of a hypocrite. When we promote double standard, we lose respect from others. I know that because I've been there. So I was growing up, um, I had a real insecurity problem. And I figured out the way how I could deal with my insecurity by finding faults in other people, by pointing out things that are wrong in others, because if I do that, I'll look better than them. I'll look more superior than them. Well, this is um, improper judgment. We've seen it earlier when we play God. And we see it here when we promote double standard. Well, there's a third way how one to judge improperly. That is plain blind surgeon. This past week, my mom, who's uh, turning 90, uh, had cataract surgery. Uh, she was kind of anxious about this surgery that was coming up. And I had different people praying for her. Now, if you were going to have a surgery, what kind of credential are you looking for? in your surgeon. Well, you, you definitely want to find someone that has a lot of experience, someone that has a steady hand, and someone that has good eyesight. Could you imagine if you went to surgery and if the surgeon was blind, can't see? Well, that could be disastrous. because uh, he's going to make a lot of error. In the same way, Jesus is using illustration to show that it does not make any sense whatsoever when there is a law in our own eye and we're trying to take a, a little speck out of our brother's eye. You see, that big log is blocking the way we can't see. It's like a blind surgeon. When we're trying to judge another person, when there is a big problem with us, we're not going to be able to see very well. Of course, it's 
so much easier for us to overlook our own sin and to identify the sins of others. Yet many times, the sins that we see clearly in others is present within ourselves. And maybe even we have a greater case of it than what we see. Ironically, a lot of times we get upset at different people or those sins that we have in our own life and we see it in others and it's kind of a way of making us feel a little better by condemning somebody else. And we're, 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 you know, we're not guilty about that. You see, we have a wrong view of ourselves here. We deceive ourselves thinking that we're more spiritual than we really think we are. We fail to examine our hearts carefully and thoroughly and honestly. We think if we're just active in the church and if I'm involved in the church and gotta be spiritual. We might look good on the outside like the Pharisees. But that might not guarantee that our hearts are in the right place. It is easy to overlook our own sin and identify sins of others. Many times the sins that we see we are guilty of it ourselves. See, kingdom citizens must first deal with the log that is in our own eye. We need to have self-awareness of what's going on with ourselves. We need to examine ourselves first before we make any kind of judgment upon other people. Notice in verse 5. It says, you hypocrites, first, Take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eyes. Um, not too long ago, someone spoke negatively about me. Unfortunately, to, um, I reacted by judging in a condemning way. Instead of talking to that person um, to get all the facts and understand what really took place, I made some assumptions. And was then later on, I found out those assumptions were wrong. It led to, to further distrust for us. The other person also made condemning judgment toward me. And before long, there was a big wall that was built that separates the two of us. And the Lord was gracious in convicting both of us that we need to 
to understand this passage, particularly verse 5. That be, before we make any kind of judgment on other people, we need to take, take self-examination. We need to be aware of ourselves, be honest with ourselves. Take a look at our eye to see if there's a big log that's blocking our view. And we might not be able to see clearly. Well, God convicted Cain that I need to um, look at myself, my shortcoming, I, how I have been part of this problem. Instead of blaming the other person, I ask God to reveal logs that's in my eye. I want to say to that God's being gracious. It was two weeks ago. Uh, we got together and sat down and had a conversation to understand there were definitely wrong assumptions, misunderstanding. But we had to confess our sin to one another. And it was such freeing to forgive one another. There was reconciliation because we both sought to build one another up instead of tearing the other person down. Before we judge others, may we evaluate ourselves first. And when we judge, may we seek to build the other person up. We can't do that unless we take that log out of our own eye first. Then we could see clearly to do what? To help the other brother. to take that speck out of his eye. If there is a sin in our life, then it blinds us from seeing clearly. If we judge others, then we're actually being hypocrites. I'd like to ask you this morning, are there some broken relationships that you have with somebody else? Well, you have made some judgment call, and maybe it was improper judgment, condemning. May we ask God to help us to take a closer look at ourselves to see if there is a big old law that's blocking our vision, that we need to take care of those sins so that we can see more clearly. Do that today. Let us seek reconciliation. Let us seek to build the other person up let us seek to give the other person more benefit of doubt. Let us talk and not just 
throw grenades over the wall of one another. Jesus said that we need to take the log out of our own eye first so that we can see clearly. Take the speck out of our brother's eye. Jesus not only warns us not to judge improperly, but he also to warn us not to discern improperly. We see this in the last in verse six of chapter seven. And it reads, Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. To be effective in ministry, there are times that we do need to make judgment. Now, not out of condemnation, as we have uh, said earlier, but for identification. Different purposes. Jesus encourages us to discern who we share truth with. Here in verse 6, it talks about dogs and pigs. See, back in, the, in Jesus' days, dogs and pigs were wild and uncleaned. I believe that this metaphor here is uh, being referred to unbelievers. And particularly those that are persistently rejecting the gospel and the truth that's given to them. Surely everybody needs to hear the gospel, but share with those that are consistently resisting and not willing to listen. It might not be a wise thing to do. May we make proper discernment by asking, is, is this person really open? This person is curious? Or is this person just argumentative, just want to win an argument? Well, wild dogs do not value holy things, and unclean pigs do not realize the values of pearls. First thing that they'll do, they probably put it in their mouth, try to chew it to see if this might taste good. But if they realize they can't chew it, they're probably going to spit it out and trample over it. Similarly, those that consistently reject the gospel do not value it. And let us be discerning when we make decisions. In conclusion, we've been talking about being kingdom citizens. As kingdom citizens, we need to discern things that might be wrong in our lives, those logs, before we make any judgment call on the faults of others. Let us judge properly by not playing God 
and by not promoting double standards and not playing blind surgeon. Let us seek to build one another up instead of tearing them down. Let's bow for prayer. God, we thank you for being merciful to us, Lord. We are to show grace toward those that are around us. Surely there'll be times of uh, hurts and conflicts that might take place. And Father, pray that you guard our hearts by being selfish. Because of our insecurity, we don't want to condemn others so that we can look good. Try and play God. And not, not willing to admit to our, the faults that we might have. And not willing to take the log out of our own eyes. We're, we're guilty, Lord. Father, I, I pray for members here among us and I trust that the Spirit's talking to us or you talk to me. There's some broken relationships that needs to be straightened out. And maybe we have the courage to recognize the law that is in our eye and to confess it seek forgiveness and not to blame the other person. May we be willing to sit down listen to each other and talk. May we seek to build one another up and not try to condemn them and tear them down. As uh, as the Spirit's speaking to you, I, I, I like to just pray for you this morning. God's speaking to you that there's some broken relationship that you need to take care of. Would you be willing to say, Pastor Fred, please pray for me. Help me to examine my hearts to see what logs that I need to take out of my own eye. May we seek to have restoration in these relationships. If God's speaking to your heart, you just, you just raise your hands and Pastor Fred, would you pray for me about this issue that I need to get it taken care of? I see hands there, hands, others, oh, you can put them down, others, you, I need to get, I, I see them, I see that in front, middle, you can put it down. Lord, um, it, um, 
it dis it it is disarming to you when there's disunity when there's division. And Lord, because of our pride, there's time we we, we don't see clearly in our own hearts. We tend to blame the other guy. Lord, uh, reveal the law of zest in our eyes and may we seek forgiveness from you and others. Pray for these brothers and sisters that have raised their hands and want prayer. It takes some humility and courage. be honest with ourselves. Pray that you move and that there would be restoration present with these members, Lord. In Jesus' name.